Hi guys. <laughs> I hope everybody is okay. We are nearly done with January, which is so fucking strange to me because I feel like the new year was literally yesterday. Um like I started New Year's Day. I didn't go out, obviously, because I'm a good human being. Um, so I was at home. To be fair, I I'm trying to disguise it like I was being nice. I genuinely hate going out on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve rather. Um, but I was at home with my parents and I saw this TikTok at like 11 p.m. And it was, I think it was someone from like Australia and they obviously had already started the new year and they started it by playing, um, oh my God, what is the song from Kanye's album? Sorry. Is it? Yeah, I think it's Father Stretch My Hands part one. Have I already said this? Have I already explained how I started the new year? Well, anyways, you play that at a certain time and then it like... <laughs> Fuck it. I think I've already said this in the podcast. Anyways, yeah. That feels like yesterday. And now the month is nearly over and it's crazy. And I feel like it literally still feels like 2020 because absolutely nothing has changed. If anything, shit's got worse. So it's what it is, but the new year is here. And I think everybody should just take this time to take care of themselves, to be honest, because honestly, after last year, nothing is predictable. Every time you think something can't get worse, it seems to get worse in terms of the pandemic and politics right now. So I just say everybody practice self-care. And like, that's a weird one because I feel like for a lot of people, when they say self-care, they mean go and take a bath filled with rose petals and like smudge your room and light every single candle you have the whole shebang which of course is so like relaxing I mean I was once the queen of lush bath bombs like I would anytime I passed a lush I had to go in and buy bath bombs and I would make sure that I had a like the most relaxing bath every single night and I mean, it didn't really do anything for me to be fair. I was just wasting water. But, you know, I can understand why that would be relaxing for some people. I mean, it, it was relaxing for me, but I literally did it so much that it just became like my normal bath. But that's not the only form of self care, you know? Like, there is this really weird perception, I guess, of self care where it's just like face masks and hair masks and candles and stuff but that's not just self-care like for me for example in a non-covid world my ideal self-care day would be like wake up go to a soul cycle class grab a coffee come home have a relaxing bath wash my hair like do my whole hair routine which is very long if you don't have like afro curly hair um, it takes me a good four hours. So, you know, that's part of my self-care. Um, I'll do the whole like beauty self-care as well, like a face mask, maybe steam my face, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'll also meditate and maybe go on a walk. And sometimes I literally just talk about my feelings out loud into an open room. And that's my idea of self-care. Like, it's not the Pinterest board version. It's the healing version. And the version that kind of 
makes me feel lighter, like emotionally, if that makes sense. So like, especially after, I mean, this really does apply to any workout. I just preferably go to SoulCycle. But like after a SoulCycle class, I always feel lighter. And if I don't, then there's some real shit going on. But like, I like work out for those 45 minutes and those are 45 minutes dedicated to myself. And if you don't know, if you've never been to SoulCycle, you're not allowed to take your phone into the studio. Um, So for those 45 minutes, I can just like be at one with my body and my emotions. And I mean, I sweat like fucking crazy in there. So I literally feel like I'm physically and emotionally letting everything out. And then I go back into the real world and I'm like, okay, I can do it now. I can, I can handle everybody's bullshit. Um, and that's a form of self-care because I'm putting myself first and giving myself 45 minutes of the day where nobody can contact me and I'm just focusing on myself. And I'm also doing it with like the support of the class. And like normally it's about 63 people in there and everybody is just like going through their own shit on that bike. And it's just so, ah, I miss it. I could cry. I miss it so much. Um, But like, that's literally like my designated self-care time. And you have to be so selfish with self-care because like, at least for me anyway, I will not cancel a soul cycle class if you try and make plans with me. Like I won't, if, if I've got a soul cycle class booked, I'm sorry, you're going to have to work around it. And I remember when I first started going to Seoul, a lot of people were like, what the fuck, Mary? Like, just cancel that class. One, mm, it's £26, I'm not cancelling it. <laughs> Two, it's like, if I have to keep going against the one thing that makes me happy, and if I have to keep rearranging and cancelling my, like, my personal time to cater to other people, then I don't have any control over like what makes me feel good anymore and like people understand but then some people don't and they get upset and I'm like well switch it on its head like if you had something that makes you super happy and you knew was beneficial for you as a human being and I asked you to stop doing it so we could go and grab lunch you would say no like can we wait an hour or so and then we can do it and I'm doing the exact same thing I'm just saying this is my time and I need it. And if I don't go, then I might be an angry human at lunch and you don't want that. And I I feel like, at least for me, I like I do really understand that some people don't get it. So if anyone's ever like, Mary, can we go for lunch? And say, for example, I have a 12 o'clock soul cycle class. I'm like, sure, we can't do it at this time, but I can meet you straight after class. Like I... I will always meet someone straight after class. More often than not, there is somebody waiting for me outside the Soul Cycle studio, and then we go and do something. But I just cannot give up that solid time. And the same, the same thing for me is like, if I'm having an off day, I do find it really hard to tell people I I don't want to go and see them. And like, it obviously, it's nothing personal, but sometimes you just have to do that because you know it's what's best. Like, you know yourself better than anybody. Because obviously you have friends who will be like, oh, like, no, it's fine. Come on, like, let's go out. You'll feel better. But like, if you genuinely know deep down that you won't feel better, then like, don't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that that can sound 
so tough and like annoying but I have literally been the person who has said I'm not going out like I don't feel good I don't want to be there and everyone's been like oh you're so boring come on blah, blah, blah. and I've gone out and I've sat in absolute silence because I just can't actively engage and it would have been so much more beneficial to my mental health and just to my like surface level emotions if I just stayed at home and so now I'm like no I know when I need to just stay at home and have my own space and like I'm such an introvert that like going out really takes up so much emotional strain on my body and like socializing is so uh, like I'm exhausted after socializing and I didn't even realize that I was that much of an introvert until until I went to uni and I would go out and I was like oh my god this is awful like what the fuck is going on why do I feel like this every single time I go out and then I was like oh yeah I am more of an introvert than I thought I was and a lot of people are like oh you're such an ambivert and I don't think I am I think I just like as someone who grew up acting I just know how to put on a front like because I I know that like people can read you wrong if you are like very very shy and so a lot of people are like oh you're not shy Mary but my best friends were like no Mary is literally the shyest person I know but I would just act I'm like I have to become this person to protect your feelings really which sucks I fucking hate doing that but I would much rather like pretend I'm confident than have someone like perceive me as rude which always happens even when I try to be confident people are like mm, you didn't speak to me when we first met I thought you we were a bitch like what do you what do you gain from telling me that you thought I was a bitch now what am I meant to do with that information because I literally have a list of people in my head who have said that to me. And I'm like, okay, so do you still think I'm a bitch? Like, what? what's the deal here? And also, if you have, like, friends who are shy or, like, are introverted or anxious, like, please don't tell them that you thought they were a bitch when you first met them. Because that's just not nice. And there's not really anything you can do about it, to be fair. Because sometimes I feel like I was being so nice, like, trying to be so overtly nice. And people are like, mm, that was so patronizing. And also, I just don't think I look like, you know, some people just don't look intimidating. I feel like I look intimidating. At least that's what I've been told. So I don't think that helps. Like being intimidating, well, yeah, being perceived as intimidating. And then like also not really talking that much isn't isn't the best combo. But... Also, don't be an arsehole and tell someone they look like a bitch. Because what the fuck does that mean? Anyways. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like, I am literally sat in a room right now in my bedroom with my candles lit, my crystals out, my Palo Santo burning. And, like, this is self-care for me. Like, I'm recording my podcast. I'm talking about life. And this is, like, my form of self-care. And this is my time. And everybody knows that they can't contact me when I'm recording my podcast in the same way they can't contact me when I'm in a soul cycle class. To be fair, you can't really contact me ever. I don't like texting people, but <laughs> that's not the point. Um there are just times where you have to you have to set a boundary and you have to say to people like I need this. Like this is this is my life. This is my time and I get to decide what I want to do with my time. There are 24 hours in a day. 
And I get to decide what I do with all 24 of those hours. And if I say that I want to sleep for 20 of those hours, who the fuck are you to tell me I can't? I mean, some people will get it and some people won't. And I feel like a big theme of my podcast is me being like, fuck it. Like, you can't have people in your life who are not going to accept and appreciate the things you have to do for your own self-growth. And so if someone like completely fails to even try to understand why you are doing certain things for you they're not worth it like honestly it is one of the hardest things to hear and I know it is because sometimes I've had to sit myself down and be like Mary this person really doesn't care about you and like that's how it is but there are so many other people in the world so many other people and okay this is (laughs) this is a topic I feel like I've always wanted to speak about but didn't really know how to, but I'll just talk about it here. Um, there are so many people in this world, right? And when you're when you're falling out of people or like you feel like you're not being appreciated by the people around you, it's so easy to think that like you're the problem. And because of that, nobody will ever want to be your friend or nobody will ever want to date you or blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you right now, my bestest friends, like my soulmates, the people who literally connect with me on a different level of people I met online. And like, I've never done like BFF Bumble, even though I know that's so, or is it Bumble BFF, whatever. I've never used that before, but I know it works great. Like I've seen so many people's stories about it. But for me, it's been, it was growing up on Stan Twitter. And I remember when I was in secondary school so like ages 11 to 16 my friends in school didn't understand how I knew people who lived across the world like they didn't get it they're like well how do you know these people how have you met them like how just so many hows and I remember being super ashamed of it because I couldn't explain it without sounding like a fucking nerd I say, ah, I love Harry Styles. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Or like, I love film. Or I love this. I love that. Like, we have these connections. And that's how I know them. Because, like, we share a mutual love of something on the internet. And, like, I met them through Twitter. and Or I met them through Tumblr or something like that. And, like, I used to be so embarrassed. But now, like, there are a few, there are a few people who, like, live in a different country. And so I can't see them all the time. But loads of my like internet friends in quotations have become people I see on such a regular basis. Like they're no longer my internet friends. Like my parents know them. And like we spend so much time together. Like we go visit each other, even if we don't live in the same city. And that was something that really helped me get through secondary school because I like didn't not that I didn't have friends like I did have friends in secondary school but there were a lot of moments in secondary school where I felt like people didn't understand me and that's so normal because like secondary school is such a weird period of time in your life like you have all these hormones entering your body and your body's changing and you know you experience different things and you I don't know people start dating and if you're not dating and blah 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 like it's just a confusing period of time and I just felt like there was literally nobody in my school who understood me and 
I had like all these friends online who like every single day I would go and speak to them and be like, oh, how was your day? Blah, blah, blah. To be fair, a lot of them were a lot older than me. So not a lot older than me, but like they were in like college when I was in secondary school. So they were like my older sisters and they would always give me advice and stuff like that. And like I literally just spent all my time with these people and I would never have known them if it wasn't for Twitter. But so many there were so many times before that that I was like, oh my God, nobody's ever going to understand me. I'm never going to meet people that get me. And then I did. And like, I have all these group chats and like these friends that I've just made online who understand me on a completely different level. And I wish that they all lived in London so we could like just hang out all the time. But I think we'd be too powerful if we all lived in the same city. <laughs> but my point is that like, there are people out there, your people are out there, and it really is important that you remember that before you put the blame on yourself, like, before you think that because all these friendships have failed, and because you feel like people aren't appreciating you, it's your fault, because it's not, like, it's never wrong to demand the best from a friendship, like, why would you want to settle for a bad friendship or a friendship that doesn't, you know, spark a fire in your heart? Like, life is too fucking short. And at the end of the day, I feel like when you have friendships that don't, like, make you feel great, you start to feel that way about yourself. And if you do, I'm not saying your friends have to be a constant, like, I love you, you're the best, blah, blah, blah. But... Like, if you doubt for any second your worth based on how your friends treat you, those aren't your friends. Like, nobody should ever make you feel like that, especially not the people you call friends. And so just just remember, like, there are people out there. Honestly, you need a friend, message me. I'll be your friend. Because, no, you listen, you are not allowed to let people make you question your worth because you are worth the fucking world and more, right? And so when there are people around you who make you question that or make you temporarily forget that you are worth the world, we need to let them go. Because it, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people, but maybe it just means that this friendship wasn't meant to be. And like, that's okay. People in life are lessons or blessings. And I feel like that is such a Pinterest board quote, but it's true. There are so many lessons I've learned from friendships, failed friendships, that have, I think, made me a better friend for the future friendships that came. And then there were so many blessings, like there are so many friends that I have, and I'm like, well, thank fuck you entered my life. But don't give all your goodness to the people that just don't reciprocate or deserve it. Because it's not like you'll ever kind of drain yourself of the goodness in your heart for friendships but okay I think for me at least like sometimes I try so hard with people and you do reach a point where you just think it's not worth it like it's not worth feeling as if this is a one-sided friendship where you are constantly telling that person how incredible they are and you support their every move and you know, you are their biggest cheerleader and you love them to pieces. And, you know, you just like 
love this person so much and then it's just not reciprocated. It's so easy to then feel that every friendship's going to be like that. But honestly, the best thing you can do for yourself, not even for others, the best thing you can do for yourself is when a friendship or even a romantic relationship is like that and it's so one-sided and you feel like you've just completely given someone like everything you have, take that and sit down and realize that that cannot turn you into a bad person, okay? Do not become cold because that happened. Temporarily, you're going to be pissed. I know, like, that's just that's just what happens, okay? You're going to be pissed the fuck off and you're going to be like, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like this for anyone. I shouldn't treat people nicely because it's never reciprocated. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Don't keep that in your heart. Do not let this world turn your heart cold because I promise you it's not a life worth living. And I don't mean that like having no friends is not a life worth living. I mean that like letting everything that has backfired then turn you into a different person with a mean heart that's not worth like it's not worth being becoming that person because you know that you're a good person because you showed people that you were and the only reason you're now trying to like block that off or become cold is because you feel that you're not worthy of it back because other people haven't reciprocated that to you but you are a good person in the the sheer fact that you were able to give that much love to other people shows that you're a good person and so like don't regret the love you gave to people that couldn't give it back to you because they might not realize it now and they may not have realized it at the time but that helped them whether it was to make them realize that they needed to work on themselves or whether you needed to be that person in their life to show them that there was good in the world, they needed you. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And it's like this idea that when one thing doesn't work out, then that's it, it's done. No, that's not how it works. You know, you don't have one soulmate in this life. You don't have one best friend. You don't have one of anything. I mean, yeah, you might have one of each parent, but you know, let's not, let's not get into specifics here. But there are so many people that will appreciate you and and connect with you on a different level that you don't need to then close yourself off to the world because one person didn't. Okay, so like, I'm maybe not, maybe I shouldn't be so certain, but I assume that most people have heard people say, be the energy you wish to attract, or like, be the light that you wish to attract, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of works the same with friendships and it works the same with self-care which has obviously been the main topic of this podcast but in terms of friendship it's like if you continually put this wall up then you're going to attract people who are similar to you in that aspect and this is coming from someone who has been the person with the wall up and I'll never forget one day I was like giving advice to somebody um and she was talking about how like she feels as if like people don't get her and i i literally said to her i was like how is anybody meant to understand you if you've got all these walls up because you're putting all these walls up to protect yourself right and now you're inside this enclosed like metaphorically enclosed building but because these walls up these walls are up sorry it means that nobody can get in like you put them up to protect yourself without realizing that 
it also kicks people out. And I understand that, like, it's a defense mechanism, have also used that as a defense mechanism. But then it becomes really difficult because there isn't a mutual understanding to someone else you just seem cold and because they can't get in because they can't see why you are the way you are then there's like just complete miscommunication which I think like communication is such a massive thing and it's something I work on every single day because I'm really bad at communicating my emotions or like telling people that they've hurt me or telling people why things are the way they are but it's something that like you have to just be ready to accept, you know, because people always talk about healing and recovering and like getting better in quotation marks after a breakup and like a romantic breakup. But I don't think people ever talk about the breakups of like friends because I think it does take a while to get back on your feet. And especially if you've been friends with someone for a long time, or maybe even if you haven't been friends for a long time, but you've just been through a lot together, or you trusted that person, or you just never envisioned the fact that you wouldn't be friends with this person, even being a possibility, let alone a reality. It takes a while to be like, oh my God, I have to go about my life now without this person. (laughs) And they're just walking free with the information of my life living in their little brain, rent-free. <gasps> like, no, no way. And so you you do have to heal in the same way you would heal from a romantic breakup. But no one ever really talks about that. I don't know why my voice went so high. Oh, dear Lord. Um, With that comes so many things that you need to accept. And also, you have to kind of, like, acknowledge that not everybody is the same. And so when... When you think one thing worked in one friendship, it won't necessarily work in a, in another friendship. And you can probably see it in the friendships that you have now. You might act a different way when you're around certain people. They might bring out different sides of your personality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And sometimes I find myself like using different energy levels when I'm around different people. And that is just an example of the fact that like not everybody is the same. And so you can't you can't go into every friendship with the same energy, you know? You can go in with the same person. You bring yourself to the table as you are. I'm not saying you change who you are for people. Definitely do not change who you are for people. But people require different things from different friendships. And so you may have a group of friends who are just your school friends. And then you may have a group of friends who are like your workout buddies. And you may have a group of friends that are just like, I don't know, you know those those friends that you have that you literally just don't know how you know them? You just kind of know them. Then you've got like that group and you have different groups or maybe have two groups, whatever. You have these friends who have different purposes in your life. And some of them might be your wine friends. You know, you always get together and have a glass of wine and talk about life and you know, that sort of vibe. And then you could have another group of friends where you literally like don't even talk about emotions on a anything more than a surface level. And you like go out and you go clubbing or whatever. But all those different friendships serve you differently and you serve them differently. And because of that, it's like abundantly clear that you can't then go in with the same methods of friendship so like by methods of friendship I mean the way you would like talk to one person probably isn't the way 
you talk to another person because people have different responses you know like the sheer fact that no human being is alike is what I'm trying to get at here you can't expect everybody to treat you the same as one person because we're not the same so on the flip side of that when one person isn't reciprocating your love and affection and your effort in the friendship that doesn't mean that everybody else is going to be the same because we're not the same. We're all on a different journey in life. And that person might just be going through a rough time right now. And I personally don't believe in right person, wrong time. But if you do, then you take that as that moment and be like, maybe when they have got through what they've got through, your past will meet again. But it's like people do struggle to realize that there are both sides to each thing that happens in your life. And so, you know, it's easy to accept that all your friends will have different positive impacts on your life, but sometimes you fail to see that they'll all have different negative impacts on your life. And that's what I mean when I say that because one person hurts you, please don't go around to the world thinking that everybody will hurt you because they won't, but some people will, but not everybody will. And there are so many people out there who like you will bump into them and they will enter your life in the most unexpected ways. And it was just like, it will make sense. And if it hasn't already happened, like if you haven't met someone and you're like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? It will happen. Like I promise you, I have literally been the person who has sat in bed on a Friday night whilst everybody I know is clubbing and I'm like, oh my God, like I literally have no friends. Um, and I was like well that's it then I guess like this is my life like I just don't have friends and this was like after I had a friendship breakup let's say and it was a big friendship breakup like it was a friendship breakup with a group and then like some amazing people walked into my life and I was like oh okay I had to clear the way for these gems to enter my life you know because they're so big bright and bold that they (laughs) they needed all the space and they got it and now my life is like you know, I don't really, I mean, I do still say I don't have any friends, but that's just me being me. And like, that's my personality trait. (laughs) The same is applied to self-care, right? So if you have these ideas of self-care where it's everything you've seen online, it's everything you've seen on Pinterest, it's everything you've seen on Instagram, YouTube videos, whatever, social media, basically, and it doesn't work for you and it doesn't serve you, it doesn't mean that self-care doesn't work for you. It just means that you haven't found the thing you need. Sometimes all I need to do is go on a walk. Like, that's all I need to do. I just need to go on a walk and clear my head. Because I realise that sitting in my room and, like, being trapped with my own thoughts is what puts me in this cycle of, like, questioning everything and getting sad about everything because I'm not, like, actively doing anything. And that might work for me and it might not work for someone else. But that doesn't mean that self, self-care self doesn't work. And the reason I bring it back to self-care is because, said this before, we'll die saying this, you have to be your own best friend first, right? And since I'm like talking about self-care and friendship in this podcast episode, the two are so intertwined. When you, when you point things out about friendships that aren't working and or are working, remember that that applies to the friendship you have with yourself as well. Like, if you don't like the way somebody's treating you, but you treat yourself the same way, focus on that. Like, drop the friend, 
or at least at least tell them that what they're doing is like not okay and it makes you feel this way and if they don't want to change how they're treating you then drop them but then also take a minute to look at yourself and be like am I treating myself the same way like am I saying these negative negative things to myself too and if you are then you have to work on that friendship too because that is the most important friendship in your life the one you have of yourself and like it is really I don't know maybe I just get embarrassed really easily but like I (laughs) I like put my mirror out in a different place in my room the other day and literally just looked at myself and I was like you are fucking incredible okay stop doubting yourself and just gave myself a pep talk and I started sobbing like I literally I mean I am on my period so mm, that could be a reason but like I was just crying and I was like why is this so weird for me to do for myself because I would say that to my friends like some incredible things have happened in my life this month and I really doubted that they would ever happen to me because I just I guess I just didn't believe in myself enough and they started happening and I was like so over the moon but I know that if that happened to one of my closest friends I would have thrown a goddamn party like I would have turned up to their house with spicy margaritas in my hand, screaming and shouting, like, balloons and everything. And I would have been like, you're the baddest bitch, okay? You're the baddest bitch on the block. Like, you got this. And so I was thinking, why is it so difficult for me to say that to myself? Like, why do I find this uncomfortable? Why do I find this strange? Why do I find this really emotional? Because first and foremost, I should be my own best friend. Like, when something cool happens in my life, I should be able to celebrate it the way I would if it happened to my friend. And I think like from that whole experience of like being embarrassed about congratulating myself, I had a real wake up call. And I was like, Mary, like if you don't start celebrating yourself, then nobody will. And not that like I need anybody to celebrate me and you guys don't need anybody to celebrate you. Okay. But it's kind of like, it's like a round of applause. Okay. So when you're at a concert or whatever, one person starts clapping first and then the crowd claps, but someone has to initiate the claps, right? You have to be that person when it comes to clapping for yourself. If you don't clap for yourself, the round of applause will never arrive. And I also think that by clapping for yourself, this is all um, one big metaphor, so stick with me. But I think by clapping for yourself, even if nobody's clapping for you, the sound of your own praise, the sound of your own cheer is enough to silence everybody else. You clapping for yourself is the first and last clap you need to hear. Everybody else's praise and cheers is just an added benefit. I don't know, it's like, it's cool, you know, like if one of your friends is like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. It's cool, but if you're not proud of you, then you're not even gonna see why the other person's proud of you. And I think that it's much better to be proud of yourself and then question why other people aren't proud of you than to not be proud of yourself and not understand why other people are proud of you. Basically, what I took an eternity to say is that the only validation you need to seek is from yourself. And the way you treat your best friend is the way you should treat yourself. And if you find that you find, like, okay, okay. (laughs) I'd say first thing to do if you're having, like, struggles with knowing how to better your relationship with yourself, find out what your love language is. Because, boy, did that test wake me the fuck up. So here's a little insight into my love languages. The way I give and show love to other people 
is by like giving gifts. I think anybody who knows me knows that that is definitely how I show my love to people. Um, I will like send gifts, like thoughtful gifts, literally not just like random things, but like I will give my friends gifts when like it's their birthday or they're having a rough time or like I haven't seen them in a while. Like it's not always monumental things like birthdays and weddings and moving houses and stuff like that. But like in the first lockdown, for example, I like made all my friends a care package because that's the way I show love and that's how I show that I'm missing someone. And my love language in terms of receiving is words of affirmation. And so then I was like, well, why do, why do I speak badly to myself? If I know that my love language is words of affirmation, why am I speaking badly to myself? Like, why am I saying bad things about myself when I know that the way that I receive love is through positive affirmations? It just wasn't making sense. So that's when I decided to wake up every morning and tell myself I was a bad bitch in the mirror and listen to Megan Thee Stallion. And that's when the game changed for me. And so maybe if you don't know how to start working on your relationship with yourself, go and take the love language test, figure out what your love languages are, and then use them on yourself. Because like it's all well and good telling your parents and your friends that those are your love languages. And so maybe they start to adapt the way that they treat you if maybe they like think that acts of service benefits you. And then you tell them, actually, no, like I prefer gift giving or something like that. It can help your relationship with them, but you also need to help your relationship with you because you were born with you and you die with you. Isn't that like a tiny temper quote or something? I don't know. But it's just like every everything you do in this life affects you. Yeah, it doesn't, it will have an effect on other people, but in the most selfish way, you just have to deal with the effect that it has on you. And so if you don't work on your relationship with you, then it's going to be a lot harder to process the other things that happen in your life to you. Because that's also another big thing. Like things don't necessarily happen because of you. They happen to you. And so like, for example, falling out with a friend, like I mentioned earlier, that didn't necessarily happen because of you. It didn't necessarily happen because of the human being that you are, but it happened to you. And so in that aspect, it's out of your control. But you take that lesson, you heal, you figure it out, and then you go on with life. Because if you just keep dwelling on it and you think, oh my God, it happened because of me, I'm such a bad person, it it really doesn't do anything. You just spend a lot more time with bad negative thoughts. And I know that when you're in the moment, it's really, really difficult to remind yourself of this. But I'm hoping maybe someone will listen to this if they're going through that and it will be the voice that they need to hear. And maybe you can remember if you go through that, that this episode exists and you can come and listen to it. But yeah, basically work on your relationship with yourself, especially now that we have time in lockdown. Like, you know, all these people on Instagram are fucking pissing me off. But there's so many people who are like, lose weight in lockdown, tone up in lockdown, get abs in lockdown, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. First of all, if you don't want to work out, don't fucking work out. Um, But 
if you actually want to work on your relationship with yourself, do it now. Like, you don't have to see anyone. You have the time. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I want to leave lockdown with emotional growth rather than muscle growth. I don't really care about that. But yeah, two takeaways from this. Practice self-care that works for you and not what's on a Pinterest board. And then be your own best friend. Okay, that's it. I'll leave it at that because, like last week, I have a delivery coming. But this one's actually coming because it's from Selfridges, and I know Selfridges won't let me down. But, um, yeah, look after yourself, babies. Love you lots. And practice self-care the best way you know how.